0: all right what's up peeps as always don't forget to like comment share uh, all those things that the YouTube algorithm loves as well as the different uh, algorithms that the various podcast search engines use as well because we are there on Spotify and the rest of the uh, popular uh, services that people can use for finding podcasts so hopefully we are um, or on the service that you use, and if not, let us know. Maybe we need to add something that well, we can push this out to. Uh, we are continuing our discussion of the Proverbs here, and this is going to be kind of a review because as we get into Proverbs chapter 4 here, we'll find that a lot of the things that, that kind of come through here our review of things we've already covered in the first three chapters. So I don't want to dive super deep into most of those things. Uh, there's a couple things that I think are a little different that I will spend a little more time on, but I think we'll get through the entire chapter in one shot. But we'll see. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's go ahead and dive right into Proverbs chapter 4 again, just continuing with our Proverbs series and he says in uh, verse 1, I'm in the ESV for those that are there that uh, that's the I'm using, uh, Proverbs 4 and 1, hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts, do not forsake my teaching. So this gets back to the uh, wisdom of tradition, wisdom of, uh, of the past. We already talked a little bit about that, and so you can go, um, you can go watch that episode on the Proverbs series. But uh, in, in modern times, a lot of times it's like you know, nothing, nobody had anything wise to say before we arrived on the scene. You know, I've now turned, you know, I'm now 25, and there's been no wisdom, nothing to learn, nothing to know before this time, and everything's new, and I'm just moving forward with it, and of course that's ridiculous it reminds me of that um there's like a little like a little parable of the um we'll call it the progressive and the conservative and um they are walking through a field and they're talking about different things probably debating about something and uh and and they're just walking and and they come across this um this fence and the conservator's like hmm wonder why this fence is here we should you know maybe kind of look pay attention take care who knows? And the progressive was like, who cares? There's a fence in our way. Let's just mow it down. Just knock the thing down and keep walking. It's, it's in our way. Uh, and the conservatives like, well, I mean, there could be danger on the other side of the fence. There could be, um, this could, you know, this could be uh, helping us. Actually, it could be keeping us from something, it could be keeping something on the other side from getting to us. And the progressive was like, well, who, no, no, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There can't be any reason why anybody would build a fence here in this beautiful field. You know, let's just mow it down. That that's kind of the idea, right? The, the the modern kind of progressive idea is that you know people in the past were all rubes, they were all stupid, foolish, you know, uh, bronze age men of a bygone era. I've heard people say stuff like that, and it's it, it's silly because there's a lot of tradition and wisdom that can be handed down that we can learn from, and I think this captures uh, this captures it very well, and so. He goes on, When I was a son with my father, tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, Let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get insight, do not forget, and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, again personifying wisdom as like lady wisdom, as a she, and she will keep you. Love her, and she will guard you. So, again, going on saying, hey, take my words, take this wisdom, son, because I got it from, from my father. There's, there's, a, there's a passing down, a passing of the torch. And you find this in the Scriptures, right? They cross the Jordan, and they're, they're, they're moving on to Jericho, and they, they they stop, and they put the stones up. Why? Because future generations who weren't part of this future generations are going to question and wonder, and and then they'll come along and see these stones piled up, and and to give you an opportunity, a teachable moment, to sit here and say, hey, well, this is what these stones mean. We, you know, the the Lord dried up the river, and we were able to cross, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, And again, right, just, I think it goes to um, the need for parents, for fathers for uh, communities to pass down collective wisdom intentionally, right? Parents nowadays, you know, society a lot of times we're we're, we're so efficient. We have all this technology. You would think, um, and it has been actually falsely prophesied in the past that you know eventually, I mean, in the future, certainly by now. Uh, we, we'd be bored all the time. There's there's so much leisure because we have all this free time because of all the technology that has freed up all our time. Does anybody actually feel that way? Does anybody feel like, man, I've got gobs of time, nothing to do? No, people don't feel that way um, because, um, you know, nature hates a vacuum and sometimes as we uh, free up our time, um, something else just flows right Right into that spot. And if we're not intentional about our time, we will never have enough time. If we're not intentional, intentional, <laughs> if we're not intentional of passing down wisdom, of taking time with our children, of you know, intentionally training them up in the ways they should go, it's not going to happen, right? We're so busy. We we throw the kids off in Sunday school and hope the Sunday school does a good job. We we drop our kids off, hopefully not, but we, a lot of people do, into a, a government indoctrination center, aka a public school, and we, we we you know we throw them in there, and I mean hope that they're teaching them the ways you know of the world. They're supposed to be teaching them reading, writing, and arithmetic, um, but nowadays it's uh, you know the gender unicorn and um you know critical race theory i I mean packaged up in a childish type of form but still that's what it is and uh again what's happening to our society what's happening to our society it's breaking down it's coming apart it's uh it's ripping at the seams, and that's because, again, we, we've we gotten to this point. We're all so busy. We've got so much going on, life and material things and all this stuff, and we're not intentional about passing on the torch of what is important, the kinds of things introspectively, the kinds of things that really matter, the eternal things, and many times we've, we've chucked off the eternal things. There is no eternity. There is no eternal. There is no cosmic uh, truth, right? All the relativism and pluralism. And of course that's why our society is just, you know, it's like a just circling the drain, getting ready to write down, just like Persia, Greece, Rome, every great uh, empire and nation, you know, eventually has its day where what's gonna happen? Are you gonna survive? Or are you going to are you gonna be able to remain? And I think the the best way to remain is to hold and conserve those things, which are right, true, and good, and of course those flow and come from God. So, uh, he goes on here in verse 7, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, and whatever you get, get insight. Now, isn't it interesting that the beginning of wisdom is to get wisdom, (laughs) right? You're never going to stop learning, I'm never going to stop learning. You know, you don't stop growing. You can always tweak and get better and learn even more. And so, you know, people to get, again, they get, get to this point in life where it's like, well, I know, you know, and usually it's like in your, you know, late twenties, like, Oh, I know everything. It's like, that's a sad place to get because from, from that moment on, you're really not growing anymore. Um, you know, God forbid you live to your 80 and have that attitude. Like you've gone 50 plus years and not really grown at all. That's really bad but if you want to be wise, understand you need to pursue wisdom. You need to pursue pursue insight and knowledge and continually learn and grow. Verse 8 says, prize her highly. She will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Again, getting back to, you can go uh, watch or listen to the previous episodes. We talk about all of the benefits of walking in wisdom and making it something that we pursue and incorporate into all aspects of our lives. We can be very wise in our family and stuff and horrible in our finances and it will cause problems. We can be great in our finances and horrible in our health, it will cause problems. We can be great in all those things in the physical world and we can be absolute fools when it comes to our eternal state, our family's eternal destiny. And what good does it do if we have health Wealth and family, and then we die, and us and our family are in hell. What that that's what, what that's an absolute tragedy. But I think many people will end up there um, because we don't hold to and um, pursue wisdom in all aspects of our lives. So you can go back and watch uh, those as well. Verse ten says, "Hear, my son, and accept my words." that the years of your life may be many. I've taught you the way of wisdom and I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered and if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction, do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. So here he kind of gets onto another, another topic a uh, little bit here, and if you go to, this reminds me of, you know, first chapter of Psalms, uh, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night, and then it goes into, write some of these benefits. He's like a tree planted by the streams of water, yields fruit in his season, it's not, his leaf doesn't wither. In all that he does, he prospers, the wicked are not so, they're like the chaff, the wind drives away, therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So very, I mean, very similar passages here. And uh, the issue is when we walk in wickedness and not righteousness, uh, when we are... Uh, folks that's, that that pursue unrighteousness, defined by God. Again, God, the ultimate right kind of measure of what is righteous and what is not. God decides that. God gives us that. Otherwise, it's all relative. And if if relativism is true, then nothing is true, <laughs> right? That's li- that's literally what relativiz- relativism is basically, um, and relativism just. Falls flat right on its face, um, doesn't even get get out of the gate. But uh, we should not pursue things that are not uh, given the green light by God. If God says, "Whoa, that's not a something you want to you want to be doing," that's then we should listen to that. Um, over and over through Proverbs, you'll see that it talks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord... And and, and that's because if we really truly want to be wise and have the kind of knowledge that really makes, again, priority, right, eternal difference, real difference, then we need to put God first and we need to uh, bow the knee to Him and follow His wisdom. So... Lots of good stuff here. Lots of good stuff. Lost my place. <laughs> All right, do not enter the path of wicked. There we go. Verse 15, avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they've done wrong. They're robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. Uh, right there, stopping it. Mm, the Yeah, let's just stop right there. Uh, it, you know, it, it's almost like misery loves company. Wickedness breeds more wickedness. People people want to see. They don't want to be the only ones, you know, kind of over here doing wickedly, and everybody else is walking uprightly. Usually, when someone abstains from things, um, tries to maintain uh, modesty, tries to maintain righteousness, tries to maintain uh, good character, um, you know, one or two things come from that. One is people see that and go, "Man, I, I want to be that kind of person." The other is people look at it and don't want to have to do that but they don't tend to just, like, leave that person alone, like, wow, you know, hey, they're... No, they usually try to get people to be in their boat, mock people that are uh, standing uprightly, mock people that are righteous, and that's because, right, they can see, well, I I probably should be this way. (laughs) And so, right, they want to get other people involved in the wickedness because then it's like, oh, look, we're all doing this. Uh, Verse 17, for they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence... But the path of righteous of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. Again, walking in darkness, there's that bright light. That's what righteousness is. That's what um, holiness is. And you're, you're the city set on a hill, right? Uh, the light that shines in the world. Well, everybody doesn't like the light. People like darkness. They don't like light. And that's why... Again, you've got two camps, people that want to come to the light and people that want to snuff the light out. Um, That's just kind of how it's always going to be. It's how it always is. And I think he kind of hits that here. And it's interesting in verse 19, the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. Eventually, you get to the point in wickedness and, and sin and unrighteousness. I mean, you're just completely driven to and fro. Right, tossed in the wind. Um, what is that? Ephesians four. Let me look that up real quick. Kind of reminds me of Ephesians chapter four. Um. Yeah, here it is. Ephesians chapter four, uh, verses nine and ten. Right, speak of. Jesus ascending in the heavens, he gives gifts. He talks about the fivefold ministry of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, shepherds, and teachers. All right, what's their purpose? Equip the minist- equip people for the work of ministry. Right, build up the body of Christ. Verse thirteen says, "Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children, tossed to and fro by the waves." and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in Him in every way, who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So it talks about people being tossed to and fro every doctrine, every little teaching that comes out. And really, again, we see this in our society. We can see this in Western culture in real time, like happening, dynamic, real time happening. Um, This late, late, the latest fad is, oh, yeah, this is the way things are. And then it's oh this over here and then oh, that over there. And there's so many contradictory things. I mean, sharp contradictions. I'm going, to, I'm going to give one example that is just, it's it's glaring, gruesome contradiction. You know, two years ago, all, all these people talking about, you know, my body, my choice. If I want to, you know, murder a child that's in me, then I have that right because it's my body. You have no right to tell me what to do with my body. And, you know, the problem with that is, uh, you know, bodily autonomy is a scriptural thing. The problem is, it's not your body. See, that's the problem, right? There's, there's another body in there that also has bodily autonomy. So that's the issue. But people are screaming this: Ah, you know, you have no right. Blah 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 blah. Right now, it's like your body, not your choice. If we want to uh, force a vaccine on you then it's not your choice it's not your choice you're not allowed to choose you shouldn't be able to choose well which is it it's the same crowd it's the same crowd okay this is these aren't two different crowds uh the overlap it it may not be 100 but it's like 99.999 right the the overlap of these two crowds who literally months ago Maybe I'm being generous and say 12 to 18 months ago. Or like, no, bodily autonomy, man. My my body, my choice, man. Oh. And now, nope. Hold people down and force them, right? <laughs> How is that possible? Because they're wicked, right? They're in darkness. They don't even know what they're stumbling over. They're like a just. A a blind person, just engrossed in total nothingness, just stumbling, trying to figure, find out, find their way, stumble over this way. Oh, oh, oh! What's going on? Then try to correct and go this way. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stumbling over there. That's what's happening. That's what's happening in our society, and that's just one example of the. That's just one example, right? I give. I'll give another one. Another example is the. The whole gender ideology thing, right? On one hand, it's like no LGBT, you know, Q, you know, plus all this stuff. On the other hand, it's like, well, gender. There's no such thing as gender. There's there's no there's no such thing. Well, those two things are not those are, are incompatible because on one you're saying, no, I was born this way to be attracted to this gender, and then over here you're saying that's all just a construct of society. Those those do not even go together. Those are not even in the same boat. And then you'll have a third person and they're talking about science, science, science. Science has disproved God. It's all about biology. It's all about fact. It's all about science, science, science. And then telling people, well, I mean, you know, there's no really no such thing as gender. Huh? (laughs) One of the most core biological facts that you can have. How is this possible? Wickedness. These people are wicked. They're away from God. God has turned His back on them, and He's allowing them to go down, 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 down. That's what happens. Until somebody says, I've had enough, I will repent. Not just I've had enough, give me something that I want. No, I've had enough, time to repent, bow the knee to the Lord Jesus, time to follow God, time to follow His Word. Until that happens... It's going to continue. So don't try to look at any kind of like logical flow. Don't try to look and find in our society at this point. Don't try to look like a you know, a common uh, underlying um, uh, reason behind things. The, <clears throat> the only common theme is that if it is of God, if it's a godly institution, if it's a godly um uh construct it must be destroyed that i mean that is a pretty common theme right it, the church must be destroyed the family must be destroyed marriage must be destroyed um that's common but that's the really the only common the only common underlying theme and e- even that most people it's probably not they're consciously doing that they're in darkness in wickedness which is antithetical to to God. It is against God, right? And so they naturally stumble and fall, and where they're stumbling, they are tearing down the things of God. So uh, verse 20, kind of rounding this out, last uh, seven, eight verses here. My son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my saying. So he kind of bookends this, right? Gets back into, listen to what I'm saying. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. So verses 20 and 21, there, again, it takes work. It's not just a, a knowing thing, like you know, two plus two is four. And I want you to kind of know that, you kind of know that, right? Two plus two, yeah, it's four. Um, this is something that takes work. Walking in wisdom, holding on to the things of God, it is an uphill battle. It's pushing against the tide, against the current. That's just how it is. <clears throat> that's just how it is. We may not like that reality, but that is that is the reality. That is what it is like. And so it does take work. And this is why he's over and over and over saying, be attentive, incline your ear, right? Don't let them escape. Almost like you turn your back on it too long, it's going to be gone. But that's true, right? That's a really great analogy, actually. You turn your back on wisdom, it will be gone, <laughs> It's, it's bye bye, and um, that's why we have to hold to it intentionally. <clears throat> and I've seen people, I've seen people do this, um, where they start to slide just a little bit. But once you start to slide a little bit in the wrong direction, it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. If you don't correct. Get back on track. Give it six months. Give it a year. Give it five years. You'll be so far gone. You won't even recognize yourself. I've seen it happen to dear friends. I've seen it happen to men and women who were, you know, of God. Godly men and women. Who let themselves start to slip. Let themselves start to turn their... Just turn their back ever so slightly on, 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 on the ways of wisdom. On the ways of God. And eventually... They end up in a pit of deep darkness. So we have to be attentive. We have to actively pursue and keep these things. Verse 22, For they are life to those who find them, healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all, I almost say (laughs) vigilance Keep your heart with all vigilance. For from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. So again, you see the intentionality here. Fix your gaze. It's kind of like... uh, Looking unto Jesus, the Author and Finisher, Finisher of our faith. Uh, look at the, you know, uh, the the analogy um, of the the bronze serpent, right? The kind of foreshadowing of the bronze serpent. You got to look at, you know, focus your gaze on this bronze serpent. You'll be you'll be healed. You'll be forgiven. And then Jesus said, just like the serpent was lifted up, Son of Man must be lifted up. We have to kind of focus ourselves. We have to pursue Christ intentionally. We've got to focus, we've got to fix our gaze, we've got to look and move and act uh, with that intentionality. If we don't, we'll just get tossed to and fro. That's what happens. Uh it happens all the time. And and sometimes again, people think, no, this this particular thing in my mind and my head uh just reason, I would never, I would never go that far, I would never do this, I would never do that. All that stuff really goes out the window once we start turning our back on the ways of wisdom. And again, in the context, right, the wisdom of God. So we have to constantly consider our path, watch those feet, right? The book of Psalms, again, your word I've hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. And he also said that your your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, Right, The Word of God, That's we need to use the Word of God to govern our steps, to govern our way of life, to govern our path. Uh, because every other place that we could step is just a pit full of darkness, and we have to stay on that right path. And it does take time, it does take energy, it does take effort, and I think that's what he's saying here to end it. He's just reminding him, hey, don't even let your speech... right. It may seem small. It may seem like a tiny insignificant thing, but don't let anything slip. Don't let anything in. Don't for a second start to deviate or detour. That is what he's saying there. Uh, let your eyes look forward. Your gaze be straight. Ponder the path of your feet, and then all your ways will be sure. This Does this sound like somebody just out... you know know, walking uh while texting on their cell phone right You ever done that (laughs) definitely been guilty of that multiple times right you walk right into something or you you know you miss a step or whatever um but that is that that that's what he's saying put put the dumb phone down and focus um but don't let anything slip he's saying don't let anything slip even your your talk and your speech keep them in line with god keep them in line with wisdom and that's where all these you know the various promises and the things that we've seen throughout these chapters uh come into play where uh you know wisdom will help us to be blessed and and prosperous and uh you know long life and health and all these things but it starts right there with that intentionality you want wisdom Understand that that's a that's a lifelong pursuit. Always be seeking after wisdom, after insight, after knowledge, and um, and don't don't uh, don't ever think that it's going to be easy. It's going to always be work. It's going to be constant adjustment, readjustment, constantly uh, being focused. So I'm going to leave it there. Hope that has been helpful. Please don't forget to share this with friends, with family, coworkers, different people that you feel would be. Um, be able to benefit from this. This is the main thing about these is um, we're doing this so that people can share it, so that it, you can you can send this out and you can say, hey, I've got I've got this loved one that I really want them to start getting into the Word more, hearing more of the Word of God or whatever it is, and maybe you don't have the means or maybe you're not sure. Maybe they won't take it that well from you. You can just say, hey, you know what? I want to share this with you. I found this guy on YouTube. <laughs> um, that's really... Um, what getting you know sharing the light of christ part of that is being able to take the word and share it with others and this is a very sort of compact easy way to do it um and so i encourage that heavily also like to support the ministry breadbreakers.com you can go give there uh with a very secure portal for giving but breadbreakers.com we do a lot of ministry and pouring into people and Uh, trying to help people to walk this way and stay focused in the wisdom of God. And so we appreciate your support. Love you, God bless you, and we will catch you on the next episode.